Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 41st episode, and today we'll be discussing that the die is cast and Jewish tunnels in New York City. So we're going to get right into it with uh, the first topic I want to talk about this, because this was one that really just came out of left field for me. If you had on your crazy shit that was going to happen in 2024 bingo card that a synagogue in Brooklyn would be found to have uh, a well, not, not quite a network I, I guess maybe a little bit of network of underground tunnels being dug and the police would bust and uh, raid it uh, I congratulations to you you're, you're correct I was not expecting that at all I think this is a, a very I don't know, interesting story now of course a lot of people are speculating and theorizing that, you know, this was being used to run an underground pedophile ring. You saw, like, a, a baby chair and a soil kitty mattress. That's why I heard uh, the story is that this was being used to circumnavigate COVID restrictions because a lot of um, the Orthodox Hasidic Jews in uh, that community, or basically any community, a lot of it comes from in-person interaction that you can't really recreate through zoom so you would want to meet at the synagogue and they're using these tunnels to do so i'm not sure about the 100 percent truth of that but it's just it's just a very interesting very absurd thing that happened i just wanted to mention it and talk about um that fact and of course a lot of people are going to be using this to be uh explicitly anti-semitic blame the jews for everything and yada yada uh all, all these sorts of things even though i mean in that you know, like the Orthodox Jewish community, I do think some of them go like way too hard to the fundamentalism, like doing um, circumcisions with um, their mouths. Uh, that's that's an actual uh, thing going like way. I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you you can do whatever you want in terms of eating kosher, but I think the whole thing goes like a bit too far into the idea, the aspect of fundamentalism, where your entire life. Your existence revolves around um, the religion and all these, you know, thousand-year-old rituals that are, are a bit meaningless. But every religious uh, group has these sects that go way too far. I mean, the Christians have got the Mormons. The uh, the Muslims have um, uh, the Saudi Arabian uh, Morality Council. The uh, you know Hindus have the people who still won't actually touch the untouchable. So every religious group, every religious sect will have these uh, people that take it way too far, that uh, live their entire lives by it, becomes more of a cult than an actual religion, even though some people will say, well, what's the difference? The difference is just that um, with a religion, the leader of, of it is dead, whereas with a cult, that person is still alive. Now, I've heard that before, so I'll leave you to... Make your own de decision on that, but this was just an interesting thing that happened in Brooklyn. And the fact that you had this, you know, these tunnels being dug underground, and this was something that was able to happen in Brooklyn, in one of the most uh, populous cities um, on the planet, definitely in the United States of America, where you've got, you know, all these zoning laws, all this uh, regulation and such. The fact that this could be done um, right under the, the noses of uh, these people means. Of, of the state, of the general population means who else knows what's uh, going on um, in the world. <laughs> so it's definitely very interesting to think about. And I, I imagine you'll see even more ridiculous uh, stuff happening. And it might necess not necessarily be related to the Jews, but just, you know, crazy stuff in general that people are doing because they're able to sneak around and get away with it. But 
we're going on to the next thing. And, you know, the die is cast talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, of course. Of course, now uh, they're trying to rebrand it and market it as dibs, diversity, inclusion, belonging, and equity. Although I think belong is just we want everyone to feel good about the race hustling, feel good about um, abolishing meritocracy. And that's the really the biggest issue is uh, the abolition of meritocracy, making meritocracy seem like it's this racist, sexist concept to judge people by their abilities and competency rather than saying, well, you fit into this demographic, you can't get this job, or you fit into this demographic, which means you have to get this job, right? That's the balancing act. Now, of course, they'll say, well, we're, we're doing this, we're giving underrepresented uh, voices a chance to shine, and we'll always hire the best people for the job, and no one's a diversity hire, everyone needs to be here but that's really not how it plays out in reality it's more like we need x amount of this demographic a y amount of this demographic and it doesn't matter what the qualifications are it matters about getting these specific numbers on the sheet so we can say hey we have x amount of employees that aren't um, white or we have x amount of employees that are women look how progressive and caring we are about the social justice cause right when it's really just a very dry cynical cold and calculated move um to boost your esg score to not be called racist by the people who calling you racist has weight in the legacy institutions that's really what all this dei stuff is about and you know mark cuban was talking about about it really pushing this perspective that dei this movement is really just allowing like underrepresented people to finally get jobs and finally get employment all these sorts of things when that really isn't the case this really is more about the abolition of meritocracy and pushing race hustling onto as many people as possible and it's really you know the idea goes very hand in hand with the idea of anti-racism where it's not enough to just not be racist you have to actively be anti-racist and being anti-racist means you're so against racism that we're going to just give um opportunities to the um underprivileged minorities because god forbid they can't work hard and, and achieve and do anything that requires them to do hard work and actually achieve um, a good standing in it for themselves and in general society um by meritocracy by hard work it has to be given to them because they're just completely incompetent again it's the the bigotry of low expectations people say soft bigotry no it's just the bigotry of low expectations it's just presented in a way that seems kind and caring which is why people will call it soft but it is really just um bigotry to say you're so incompetent so um dismal because of your ethnicity or your race or whatever have you you're, you're being judged by that you can't achieve it um through hard work learning education to um skill yourself into whatever role you're applying for it has to be given to you just because you're you're going to be incompetent regardless or you're going to be held down regardless and it's a very defeatist mindset it's why a lot of people view themselves as victims and losers and are dealing with all these mental health issues is because you have the society telling them you're going to be held down, you're going to be pushed um, down because of um, your your origin and you can't change that. So what's the point of doing anything? So it's a very toxic mindset, not just for uh, the people who are against it, but for the people who are for it as well. That's what I want uh, you to be aware of and the whole you know thing this would all be funny but 
it's having an actual negative impact on society because if you abolish meritocracy for a McDonald's and you have someone who doesn't know how to do math do a um, be the cashier at McDonald's, they'll just fuck up a couple orders. But if you have someone who doesn't even know basic algebra designing jet engines, that's a lot more problematic. If you have someone who doesn't know basic human anatomy doing surgery, uh, that's a lot more problematic. If you have someone who doesn't know um, what a yoke is uh, in terms of uh, a cockpit for an airplane control fly a plane, that's a lot more problematic. So if you abolish meritocracy and things where it's extremely important that people who are competent and know what they're doing are actually doing those jobs, then it's going to have negative effects on society. And you are actually starting to see that, and it's going to get worse the more and more this happens. Now, hopefully, what will happen is that this will get start to get so bad that they'll see um, that this is happening and I'll be like, oh shit, <laughs> we got a course correct here and sort of let the, uh, off the, uh, the DEI, DEI pedal a little bit. Um, so that way we can have a bit of a meritocracy enough. So, so that way, um, you know, the pilots and the surgeons and all the other people who need to actually know what they're doing will know what they're doing and they can just save the DEI for like the bull, well, not the, the bullshit jobs, but the jobs where, it doesn't really matter if you're skilled or not, uh, and if you uh, if you mess it up, then it doesn't really um, cause any meaningful damage. Just you know, something that the company has to write off in their quarterly reports, right? That's the biggest thing there, and that's my biggest concern with uh, DEI is the with DEI is abolishing meritocracy, meaning that jobs that need meritocracy in order to function well, uh, where where people's Lives are on the line where people need to know what they're doing uh, and where their knowledge of no, where having the knowledge of what to do actually affects other people's um, livelihoods and, you know, stuff like that, where it's very material, um, embellishing meritocracy in those jobs and also just the cultural impact that pushing this onto the population has as well. It's a very negative cultural impact. So those are the two biggest things with DEI that you have to keep in mind is that it's bad because bad to abolish meritocracy. And it's also bad to put people in the mindset that uh, you're never going to be able to get ahead or get into a good position in life because of your race. Um, if it, And if you do, it's only because it was bestowed upon you by basically the white man at this point, like, uh, the people running corporate America, they're all straight white men, or mostly straight white men, and they're very graciously deciding to give you the employment, give you the opportunity, and that's the only reason you got it, is because they feel bad for you, not you having actually achieved it, and that's why they'll never really admit to people being diversity hires, and always say we chose the person who was best qualified for the job, and we're just... Um, finally giving underrepresented people a chance um, to be in the playing field because they'll never want to admit to the bigotry of low expectations because of how um, racist and discriminatory it is. But that is exactly what they're doing and never let them gaslight you into thinking anything else. And with that, I think I've gabbed long enough. I hope you enjoyed this one and we'll be back with episode 42 on Thursday and we'll go into the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe whether you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, or Substack. And be sure to subscribe to my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com to keep up with Machine to Man and all my other projects.